And all right, ready? Yes, sir. In three, two, one. All right, Tom, go ahead and kick us off. Today's episode is brought to you by a product near and dear to my heart. It's new, about to hit the market. It's called Bro Glow. It's the tanning and hair removal lotion. Get your nice juicy tan on to enhance when you've got your swole on. And it's a hair removal so everyone can see it. Just remember, body froze, hide the swoles. So get the glow, bro glow. Be advised, <laughs> don't use it in any sensitive areas. <laughs> God, dog. <laughs> All right. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There. A show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more. With your host, Frank, and our special host today, Tom Mungia. I don't have an AKA for him yet. Big Swole. Bro Glow Swole, maybe. Uh, So have a seat, do them chores, or twist a wrench while we dive down the rabbit hole. Then cue the music. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man. You're letting all the Wi Fi out. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Shane is out on vacation, out in some wooded area in Oklahoma somewhere, shooting at things. Um, you know, he, he decided that he needed to go out and get in tune with his nature. Uh, animal out there and find peace with one tree and all that other stuff that he talked about. So we asked Tom and Tom was gracious enough to uh, co-host with me and we're going to jump into it and see what kind of mischief we can cause today. All right. So Tom... One of the things that I wanted to talk about today was if you could start a secret society, what what would your membership criteria be? Because, you know, they've got like the um, what is that? The Masons and you've got your Knights of Columbus and they're not really secret society anymore because everybody knows about it. But like if you were going to start up something like that, what would what would be one of your your things that your your members would have to attune to? Well, uh, first of all, I just want to say thanks again for the invitation. It's always a pleasure to be here, and I always look forward to joining you guys. But, uh, man, if I had a secret society, well, you know, there's that old saying, you always hear them say, you got to have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think if you want to join any secret society that I'm in, you got to be F-I-T if you want to be in a secret society with me. So. There's definitely going to be some type of physical assessment, you know, you have to pass to get in. Nothing too outrageous, nothing too crazy. Just something to show you've got some commitment that uh, you have some type of pride in yourself that you want to do a little extra so that you can be involved with what we've got going on. Um, But not only that, throughout your membership, you need to maintain it. You know, so many people are willing to do what they have to do to get in belong but then after that they let it go uh so there will be you know periodically you know different assessment i guess tests or or requalifications and 
you know, maybe we could even make it like a field day when you're in high school or, or elementary school and everybody gets together and everybody tries to requalify. Everybody can root each other on. And you'd probably be more uh, likely to pass because you don't want to let everybody down. You don't want to be that guy. Oh, remember that guy that he failed and he had to go home? So, <laughs> oh, so nobody man. wants to do that. Maybe, uh, you know, even have some type of book reading requirement or um write an essay on something and definitely have like a list of goals you know show me some goals that that you're working towards in in life and things that you'd like to achieve and you know once again nothing to you know i'm trying to start a new business you know whatever it is just have something in mind that when you wake up in the morning hey this is what i'm going for and this is what i'd like to do so it's the presidential physical fitness uh criteria I don't know if y'all had that back in the day. Yes, and, yes, yes. And then you have to have, you know, a certain number of books read, maybe. And uh, wow, writing an essay. What? Um, so if you're turning in your essay, man, what would your essay be about? Well, I mean, it would be about whatever you read. Uh, okay. Okay. It doesn't have so, to be that detail, just to show me that yes, you read the book. You know the, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm sure just like in high school, we're all just going to try to, you know, BS the teacher and just hand in anything, hoping they actually don't read it. But, you know, yeah, just something to show that you read it, that maybe, you know, what did you gain from it? What did you learn? What, how is this helping you to be better and to achieve those goals that you handed in? Uh, or could it do you mind? You might have read just a, a funny book. What was so funny about it? You know, why should somebody else read it? Like I said, nothing too in-depth, but something that's showing that you're putting in a little bit of extra. Okay. Okay. So what kind of, um, what would your, what would your secret society take on? Like, what are some of the things that you would hope to achieve with your, with your group and what would like your, your members be, uh, you know, would it be community outreach? Would it be more like, uh, what, you know, what, what does that look like? Uh, definitely be something, a uh, community outreach, something in uh and i was thinking about this earlier somehow helping people to achieve their goals uh maybe giving them some avenue of of, uh contacts or you know because depending on who's in your group maybe they have some contacts that can help somebody else to get to where they want to go um and i was also thinking well how do we use this uh because we want to keep it secret we don't want all the, you know, the notoriety and all the publicity. We just want to do it kind of anonymously. And that would be kind of difficult to stay in secret at the same time. But, you know, reaching out to people um, and, and like you say, like a community outreach, helping kids, maybe uh, helping them acquire scholarships, you know, any type of thing to help somebody who's trying to make something more of themselves. How can we help that person to achieve that? Okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, mine would be kind of along the same thing, but also in the along the line of that movie Fight Club, right? You know, oh, yeah. you don't have to get beat up. It's not a gang. You don't have to get beat up to get, you know, jumped into your to my organization. But for sure, you know, the people that we bring in, hopefully it will be some sort of a, a secretive uh, society. It's by invitation only. We're not going to have, you know, old blue in a in a uh 78 ford you know picking people up like that movie old school um <laughs> it's it's gonna be definitely people that um that need help and people that can offer you know their 
their guidance, you know, you know, have have some people that are lawyers, electricians, plumbers, mechanics, uh, you know, it's like real everyday folks that yeah. uh, want to put in the time and, and, and have the time to uh, really help guide others, you know. And once you're in, I think it would be pretty cool. Like you said, you know, something along the lines of, of showing that dedication, um, you know, monthly meetings or weekly meetings just to kind of gather around and and brainstorm, you know, not watching TV, not uh, not doing crazy things, you know, like those old movies where those people would be, you know, they're the the water buffalo meeting and they'd be right. showing old stag films. That's the on Flintstones the... water buffaloes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Water I have a secret handshake and maybe even like a see mine uh, be bro <laughs> yeah there you go there you go and uh you know we just kind of help each other out and and exactly. figure out everybody's how. got something they can offer exactly even if you don't you think know who needs it yeah exactly exactly um man and and it's it's so crazy man because like um my sister right now is like going through some stuff and she needs legal counsel and my god you know she's calling around to lawyers and stuff and i get it they man they've they've gone to school and they've done their you know they've done their education and boy oh boy do they you know they charge a pretty nickel for their services you know you gotta pay off those student loans man yeah holy <laughs> You know, just being able to have access to something like that to just be like, hey, you know, rubbing elbows. Me and my neighbor were talking about this the other day, too. Um, you know, he went to A&M for uh, school and he talked about, you know, man, it was really expensive and and things like that. And I was like, you know, it's not only the education that you paid for, man, you, you're paying to rub elbows with this long line of people that have gone there um you know a lot of people that have gone there you know they want their kids and their grandkids and their great grandkids to go because that school is old as forever and you know at some point with that type of education they've they've made a name for themselves in some industry and just being able to meet them maybe even be roommates with them Hey, guess what? I got a job at Ford because I was roommates with, you know, so-and-so's grandson or whatever. You're um, gaining access is what you're doing. Yeah, ex absolutely. So, yeah, it, it does cost a tremendous amount of money, but um, you, you won't necessarily get those opportunities everywhere you go, you know. And it, it's just so crazy. So, like, even going to those schools, you know, they have their fraternities and their sororities and stuff like that. You know, those are, those are, you know, their little secret societies that they have and the alumni groups. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And man, those things go deep. Yes, yes, yes. They go crazy deep. Cool, man. So, um, you know, talking about helping people and. And wanting to be uh, leaders in our communities, if um, one of the other questions that I had was like, if if pain was no object, right? If pain, nothing would phase you. What would be the absolute worst thing 
you could endure for your fellow stranger or your fellow your fellow human. Man, me personally, I mean, that's almost like uh, when I'm thinking of not having to worry about any pain, I'm almost feeling like a Superman. You know, the guy's invincible. Um, as far as what, is that, what I'd be willing to endure for a stranger, probably the only thing that would be stopping me would be something that would be embarrassing. You know, something that would cause me great embarrassment would be something to make me, you know, think twice. Um, as far as a dangerous situation, uh, you know, the thing that would stop me in a dangerous situation is the fear of, of, of pain, you know. Uh, right, right. When you don't have to worry about that pain, you you pretty much mm-hmm. feel like you can get anything done. So, uh, th- you know, that's how I feel about it. You know, how much is too much, you know, the, that stranger is it a kid is it a grandma is it you know uh what situation are they in you know all those things i would have to take into account but you know like i said i'd pretty much do anything if i don't have to worry about pain i'm, I'm gonna go for it <laughs> you know still, like teen and, and thinking i'm invincible you know nothing can stop me so i'm going heck yeah and it's crazy that you brought up the embarrassment part because that was that was one of the things that i thought about is like you know if if pain wasn't a thing, you know, the physical pain of something, if that's not a thing, the the one true thing that I think would be everlasting would be the that embarrassment or that mental part of, you know, the mental part of being hurt. Right. Not a broken bone, not a broken anything or a torn anything or stuff like that. It's the 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 pain that lasts forever is the one that stays in your mind right oh that is so true yes and that's so crazy how we we don't let go of certain things like that you know someone they used to say you know sticks and stones may break my bones and words will never hurt me well now man it's sticks and stones hurt yeah sticks and stones hurt like shit but i'll never forget (laughs) what you said (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get in that way too. I'm like, man, if only I'd have said this, or if only I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have looked so stupid. Yeah, that that bothers me a lot worse than pulling something or hurting something. That's so crazy. Yeah, man, because just like, how do you recover from that? How do you, how do you go back and and undo what was said or undo what was done? Because that stuff just sticks with you forever. Yeah, I mean that's one of those things you just you gotta learn from it. You gotta learn from that experience and move on and just that's the best you can do. Otherwise you're just gonna let it just bug you and bug you and it's those things you wake up at two in the morning and then you start thinking about it and you can't go back to sleep. Yeah, absolutely. It, and it's crazy, man. It's like a, a bad case of heartburn, you know, it's just <laughs> there and it's just bugging at you and it won't go away. And you, the more you think about it, the more it seems to hurt and come up yeah. to the throat and just suffocate you exactly yeah man that is that is so so nuts so you know in in your line of work and that that was part of the reason i asked you know in in your line of work you know you're kind of putting yourself out there um working every everyone is a stranger and no one is a stranger at the same time right because you have to you have to put that um that empathetic hat to be there their security blanket when you show up to wherever it is you're going you know what 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 kind of stuff do you what kind of stuff do you 
prepare for in the morning you know I, I read a lot of your your tweets and stuff man you have these morning mantras that you go through like how did you come across those what made you start reading those uh a lot of that stuff um <laughs> you know is actually through twitter you know you, you'll follow something and then something will be suggested to you and you follow, you go down this rabbit hole of all these different things to follow and uh you come across individuals and people that tend to think along the lines of how you're thinking uh some of the motivational guys I really like are Jocko Willink, mm-hmm. um, Eric Thomas, uh, David oh, yeah. Goggins. Um, David Goggins is crazy, man. And they're all speaking the same language. They're all saying the same thing. They just say it in a little different way. And they're all things that we've always uh, kind of believed, or at least I've believed myself. But it's always nice to hear it from a different perspective, somebody who's done it, you know, and now they're telling you how they did it. And if you do it, you can accomplish the same things, too. So when I see those things, you know, a lot of people think, well, I'm trying to motivate the world. I'm not. I'm really I'm trying to motivate myself. <laughs> you know, I, at four in the morning when I'm hitting the gym, I need to see something sometimes that may, that reminds me why I'm doing it, that there is a reason that there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. And yes, I'm posting it and I want it to help somebody else. But a lot of times it's just like I'm posting it for me. And if I put it out there, I've got to live up to this. You know, I can't be, you know, speaking all these things and 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 presenting this life or this uh, way of doing things, but not being true to it myself. So it kind of puts a responsibility on my shoulders that I have to live up to it. You know, I'm always thinking, you know, what if I'm always talking about being at the gym at four and one of my coworkers decides, you know what, I'm going to join him today. I'm going to go see what it's like. I want to make make a new start. And they show up at that gym, and I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. you know, everything I said now has become BS. You know, it's all yeah. just, I'm just a big hypocrite. I don't want that. I don't want to let that person down. So I, in, in not letting that person down, I don't let me down because I continue on that path. And hopefully other people will follow me. Yeah, and it's hard, man, Get taking the first step and just getting up sometimes, man. It's the hardest thing. Oh, man, yeah. Um, and, you know, and it's funny you say the first step. One of my favorite uh, quotes I saw the other day was, it's the start that usually stops us. It is. That is so true, man. That is that so true. You, you, yep. know, you build that momentum. And once you've got that yep. momentum going, man, you can accomplish anything. Yeah, and, and, you know, even – when you have momentum and you begin to slow down, if you have enough, if you've built enough momentum, you know, like your 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 Twitter your Twitter following, um, they will begin to push you and get that momentum going back. You know, if you have a really solid group of individuals that have seen you succeed and they've seen what you're doing and they've started doing it, they begin to motivate you too. And that was, you know, a big part of the secret society question was like, how do you, how do you surround yourself with people that maybe not necessarily want the same things as you, but how do you put yourself in an organization or how do you put yourself, you surround yourself with, with friends or colleagues or just like-minded people to help push you. Cause you know, with, with the digital age, man, it's just a lot of people saying a lot of stuff, whether it's good or bad. And, you know, sometimes they're, they're, they're out there doing it quietly. They'll post every now and then. And sometimes, man, people just want to troll and it yeah. breaks other people down, man. And it's just so crazy and hectic out there. It's like, 
who do you trust what do you read who can i who can i surround myself that i know is going to push me even if you know it's it's a bad push at least it's a push you know to get you to get you moving you know it, it, it's just super duper crazy yeah i mean and it comes down to each individual i mean Everything you see, everything you hear, I mean, it's all up on you on how you want to use that. It's all information. You know, some of it's useful to you. Some of it's not. Some of something that might be discouraging to somebody else. Well, you can take that same information and use it to push you, like you said, to keep that momentum going. It's all on you and how you respond to things. You know, we we can't be responsible for, for what happens to us or or what we observe, but we are responsible for how we respond. And I think you can always take something and just try to find the the, the good in it. You have to, or, you, or you're just going to end up being miserable. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's that is that is a damn truth. Because if you if you if you look for a negative in anything, you will find it. It's yeah. it's so hard to find a positive in in things, but once you find it, man, it's it's like a it's like that snowflake that you never knew existed, that new pattern that you found. And it's just like an epiphany that, you know, it sparks something inside of you and it, it, it builds that that momentum right back up and gets you going. Yeah. And it's harder, harder some days than others. It is. Um, but learning how to um, be able to sit in whatever it is that has stopped your momentum figuring out you know hey okay i've got to assess what is going on and i need to ultimately find my path back on the the way to my target right how do you how do you find that how do you get back to the light because right. uh, a lot of the times, man, we'll sit down and we'll think about it and think about it and think about it. And that just holds us in the darkness. Yeah. And and we don't know how to get back to that light. And having other people around you that are like minded and that know that, you know, their opinion isn't isn't the end all be all. But their words are motivational, you right. know, and sometimes that's hard to find, you yes, know, it is. We sometimes we've surrounded ourselves with people that we think are helping us, but they're actually just sitting there, uh, kind of keeping us in that realm, keeping us on that plateau that they're not letting us jump off to the the next bigger and better thing, or they're not letting us, you know, move from that launch pad. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times those are our closest people, the people that are closest to us. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things, you know, I would read about and and, and everybody would keep saying it says one of the things is you strive to succeed and, and to, to advance yourself. You're going to find out that. And it's going to shock you that some of your closest people in your life are going to be your biggest people rooting against you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, that's not true. That's not. But it is true. It's, it's very true. But on the other hand, one of the things they said, and I also found that to be true, you're going to realize that there's so many people you don't even know that are rooting for you. Mm-hmm. That's always such a good feeling. I mean, just out of the blue, people will contact me and say, hey, man, this really helped me do this. Or, man, you know, I'm glad to see you do that. And like, you know, OK, man, and, and it, that keeps your motivation going. Uh, and you just have to let go of those feelings of uh 
kind of disappointment when you see people that are kind of like what we call haters, right? Yeah. And it, and it's always and that's why it hurts because they're always the people that are closest to you, the people that you thought, you know, man, this guy would never let me down. He's all, but you know, it's just I don't know people uh, get insecure as they see other people, you know, advancing or, or, or moving on. Maybe it, it reminds them that, hey, I'm not doing enough to to better myself. But, you know, you just, you know, you got to ignore that. You understand that that's part of life and and you just keep going on your path. Right on. And <laughs> it's, it's funny that you say people, um, you know, reach out to you for stuff like that. Uh, the other day, I think it was like two weekends ago. I was at my local Costco and I saw this dude, man. He was he was ripped, man. He was a big guy. And I was like, man, that looks like Tom. Like, granted, <laughs> I've never seen you or, or other than this, uh, you know, the FaceTime stuff that we do. But I was like, man, I'm going to go up to him. I'm going to talk to him. My wife was like, you're going to get punched in the face. That's not who you think it is. And I'm like, well, you know him? And so... <laughs> I walked over there and I was like, uh, excuse me, sir, excuse me. And he finally turned around. And I was like, hey, man, I was like, you're not Tom, are you? He's like, what? No. And just kind of walked off. <laughs> oh, man. I was, See, no, I, would that. I was like, oh, man, well, oh, well, you know. And then I went back to my wife. She's like, it wasn't him, was it? I was like, no, it wasn't him. <laughs> She's like, See, I told you, you don't think you, you think you know everybody. That wasn't him. I was like, oh man. But yeah, man, I was just like, that would have been so cool if you're over here on my side of town and it's like, hey man, what's up? Uh but yeah, that was that was my funny story that I was telling you earlier. I was like, uh and a lot of people, you know, they won't they don't ask me questions, so they don't come up to me or approach me like in the gym or and I know sometimes that they want to, but I have I'm like been condemned with this perpetual mad face, you know. It feels like I'm always <laughs> angry, you know, and I'm not. And and they get surprised you know, when we start talking, and I'll say something funny, or I'll joke with them, or I'll tease them. It, it's just like, yeah, I just have this affliction of this, per, you know, like I'm always mad, like something I got on my nerves. But no, I'm just, you know, you get past that that face, I'm I'm a pretty good guy. Yeah, <laughs> you got that intimidation factor at set at eight all the time. I I can imagine, especially when you're working out, man. You're probably super focused, and you're like, all right, oh, well, yeah. got your mental checklist, and you're going over it. My delts, my glutes, my hammies, <laughs> and <laughs> you're sitting there going over it. Oh man, like when you wash your hair. Did I already wash my hair? No, I gotta do my back one more time. There's a muscle line. Oh, I gotta get it. <laughs> man that's great so what if, if someone was to approach you at the gym man what what were what do you think some of the questions would be that like hey man i'm trying to work out this particular muscle or something like that or just what, what do you think some of the questions if if you could walk up to yourself at the gym uh what what is something you might ask yourself okay now those are two different things what i would ask myself is different because i know what it took to kind of get to where I'm at now. But the question I get the most, and I guess it's reflective of society, they think there's a secret. What is the secret? They want to know, is it a secret pill? You're doing some secret exercise. What is the secret food? Are you taking some secret drug? They, they don't want to accept, even though I tell them, you know, it's just consistency. It's, it's you know, Putting in your time in the gym. I didn't start working out last week. You know, I've been going since 
Then 96 was when I started working out. Dang. And, and, I, and I have a buddy of mine that he introduced me to weightlifting from, and before that I used to train for marathons. So it's just a long time. It's a long process. Um, the diet though, the diet I really finally got on top of about a year ago where I found something that actually worked for me to get me leaned out. But people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear about a year. They don't want to hear about you've been working out 25 oh, yeah. years. No, that's too they, long. they want that secret. And believe me, I've, <laughs> they keep asking me, what drug are you taking? What drug? <laughs> it's not a drug. I don't take any drug. I take some creatine, you know, but I just take that for the psychological benefit, honestly, uh, just to feel like I'm doing something. But, <laughs> you know, that's the one thing. And uh, very rarely will somebody sit there and listen to you when you're actually telling them, you know, tell them, this is what I do. I do this, 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 and this. And, you know, once they find out that, no, you're not going to tell them that secret drug, who to go talk to, to buy it and all this stuff, they don't want to hear anything else, you know. <sighs> but me, you know, I would have, I would have, and it's, it, it's been my attitude this whole time. If I were to see me or, or there's a guy, you know, I always see other people that, you know, man, I like that. That dude's got an awesome physique. You know, what is he? Doing? And I'll ask him. You know, uh, you know, what do you, you know, how do you go about doing this? How do you go about doing that? What do you find works best for you? Sometimes the information they give you, you can use. Sometimes you can't. But, you know, listen to what they have to say. You never know. Even, you know, there's even people that maybe aren't in the best shape. But you see them doing some certain exercise. I'll ask them, why are you doing it? You know, you might, he might have found out something that I never knew. You know, like we said before, everyone has something to offer, you know. You know, you can't judge a book by its cover. You don't know, you know, what this person knows. And if you see something interesting, you know, pick their brain. Try to find out what's going on. Right on. Yeah. And, man, you, you talk about that person that uh, doesn't look like they're in shape and you walk up to them. I would I would think that, like, in today's, today's um, you know, mental capacity, people would think that you're coming at them like, why the hell are you doing it that way kind of approach instead of like wanting to learn from them, you know? Well, like I said, you know, I have this face where it looks like I've got this <laughs> attitude. So I'm very cognizant of that fact. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of how I'm going to ask a question because I don't want to come across as being a, a smart aleck or, or, you know, trying to say something stupid, you know, or, or trying to make fun of them. I want them to know that I'm legitimately interested. What, what, what are you doing? What, what is that supposed to be working? You know, and, uh, and of course, listen to what they have to say, you know, even though they, they might be telling me something that I know, okay, this guy, somebody crazy <laughs> theory is way off the wall. And that, but I still listen, you know, the guy's taking the time to talk to me, you know, yeah. and he wants to share his information. You know, I owe him the courtesy of listening to what he has to say. Yeah, you you bothered him in his backstroke, so now you gotta listen. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> man. So, is there are there any books out there, magazines or anything like that that you kind of subscribe to to like, you know, keep up with training oh, and technique? Well, back and, in the day, you know, before the internet, you know, that's all we had were the magazines. You know, we well, talk yeah. about it in the '90s. You know, so there was Flex, there was Muscle Mag, Muscular Development. Um, but nowadays, you can go on the internet, you can go on YouTube, uh, any question you have, any theory you want to know about, man, I just go on YouTube and I look it up. Um, I follow different uh, Twitters uh, of different workout guys, and, and they always give out tidbits of information. Um, 
but man, the internet, man, I, I don't even know what, what did we used to do before the internet? God, you know, that's great. I know, I right? there was, there was civilization <laughs> before the internet. That's <laughs> but yeah, I mean, anything you want to know on the internet, you just go on there. Uh, and like I said, whatever you decide to try, give it time, give it time to work. Nothing happens overnight. You know, it's like when I go to, uh, when I'm in the fire department, I make a call, you know, Somebody's saying, oh, my stomach hurts. And I went to the doctor and he prescribed me this medicine. And I said, okay, how long have you been taking it? Well, I just took it once today. And, <laughs> you know, things don't work like that. Life doesn't work. You've <laughs> got to give things time. You know, you got to give things to start working and then, then adjust from there. Oh, my goodness. I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> crazy. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I know those people. And that's, that is that is interesting. I wonder what it what it was in society that turned people to want things overnight, because like I remember uh, always I've always wanted to learn how to play the guitar, I could never afford lessons or anything like that. And then YouTube came around. And there was, you know, like by the time I had gotten to it, there's tons of people offering lessons on guitar. Like Marty Schwartz was one of the ones that I watched on YouTube a lot. Um, and then uh, what are the, some of the other ones? That one guy that wore that black hat that had the really long fingernails. He started selling guitars on the uh, home shopping network. Esteban. Yeah, you know, get all crazy. I'm like, man, it's the bomb. I'm gonna grow my fingernails out. I'm gonna play just like that. Nah, never happened. But you know, uh, it it taught me for sure that it was not easy. Like learning how to play the guitar, hell, probably learning how to play any instrument. It is not easy at all. It does not happen overnight. Like you said, you got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort to get those things going. And boy, you know, even now, like the best I could do is probably play a couple of Weezer songs and, you know, just kind of fiddle around with the guitar because I didn't I didn't put in that extra time that was required. I learned some of the arpeggios. I learned, you know, some of the blues riffs and things like that. But I'm not going to go out to a park and take my guitar and just start wailing, you know, and oh, my God, this guy can play. You know, I don't people aren't going to be throwing nickels at me for for how well I play the guitar. But I know I can do it at home. I can do it as a as a stress reliever. And that was really what I picked it up for, because it seemed like it would be something to help me focus my mind outside of everything else that I was thinking about. And it really did the trick. Uh, even now, whenever I'm a little stressed out, I'll just pick up the guitar and kind of pick up where I left off and, you know, get all that stuff going. And it's it, putting in putting in time and effort. You know, it, it it's those are the secrets to getting your getting started in whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, you might, uh, it might interest you. You know, there's even a video game where you actually plug your guitar into the video game. I think it's oh, called yeah. Sound. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, there's some girls on YouTube, this little Japanese girl, and it pretty much followed her, her progression of learning how to play guitar. And now she like shreds. Oh, wow. She's incredible. And her sister learned to play the bass. So they play together and they have a YouTube channel. And now, uh, man, it's a, uh, the funniest part was that the little sister, she would be singing. She was like six years old singing Slayer songs. Holy cow. Singing at the top <laughs> of her lungs. You know, anything. Jeez. They play all a wide variety of songs. But the the girl, the main girl, I think her name is Audrey. 
she might be about 12 or 13 now. She's so good. She can play right or left-handed. Holy moly. And she learned all this off of playing that video game. Man, I got to go pick that thing up then. Because I, <laughs> I got a PlayStation that's just sitting there. And I've always, I, I see the game all the time. And I'm just like, eh, there's no way that thing works. But, man, you got six-year-olds out there exactly spreading away to Slayer. Maybe it's working. Because that's shot. how they learn. You know, now that, you know, that's technology has gotten to that point that this is a, a new method of learning for people. <sighs> Tell me about it. Holy moly. Man, so that's that's definitely one of the things that I am super thankful for in this new age. You know, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Um the way technology has really taken off within this last year in terms of knowing that we don't know how to study from home. Uh, all those kids that had to do, you know, school from home and how hard it is for, you know, people to concentrate and focus. And some kids were able to just do it because they were being left alone and they weren't being, you know, ostracized or bullied anymore. They were able to just do their work, knock it out and hang out the rest of the time and other people man they're just the people that needed that social social piece of school they they're probably some of the ones that did the worst um i know my son man he he's a little he's a little uh social butterfly he loves to be around he hates to be alone and that that whole thing just kind of it, it toppled his little world yeah uh, my, i mean we, we we uh we don't give the social interaction enough credit of how important it is to these kids when they're in school Mm -hmm. some kids you know everybody's got a different way of learning you know some people learn visually audio wise uh some people can watch the teacher some people can just learn off of the computer all types of learning you know we don't all learn the same way and for some people this is a huge uh uh difficult time for them to be stuck on a computer and trying to learn that way if that's not their best method of of going about it oh yeah for sure man so what are what are some of the things that you're thankful for this last year you know there's a lot to be unthankful for of course you know seeing as how it kind of disrupted everything that everyone had going on but you know like what are some things that you're grateful for from from this year well you know and it sounds like such a cliche, you know, I'm thankful for is, is waking up every morning. I mean, that's one of the things that I think everyone uh, should be thankful for. You, you, you've got the privilege of waking up and having another day, another opportunity to get the things you want to get done. Uh, you know, with this whole COVID crisis and all the bad stuff that's happened this year, it gave me a big kick in the butt. You know, who knows if things will ever get back to them. I got to find a new way of getting the things done that I want to do. And that's my approach. And that's how it's been uh, for this year. And, I, and I'm thankful that I realized that and that I realized, hey, man, I got to get off my butt and quit waiting. Um, I know people have had a hard time. We've lost family members. People have lost loved ones and they're feeling down. But, you know, take the time, especially in the holidays are coming. Like I said, be thankful that you're still here, that you have the memories that you had with your loved ones. They would not want us here uh in grief and, and and just you know being so sad and and not enjoying this time because you have memories with those loved ones i think it's our duty to carry on and make new memories with the people who are here you know me with my children 
uh, one day with my grandchildren. I want them to look back and say, man, man, I remember what the holidays were like with my grandpa, and he was crazy and acting stupid, you know. (laughs) That's how we honor those people who have passed on. We continue that tradition, you know. We we show things. We, We let people know that, hey, man, it's good to be alive. We still got things to do. Uh, no matter how terrible things are, just remember, you know, life always has a way of giving us one more chance, and that's called tomorrow. And not everybody has the privilege of waking up tomorrow. In my line of work, you know, I know that's a fact. You know, I've showed up many a time early in the morning. Somebody's loved one didn't wake up, and they had to call us. And I've had to tell them, look, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, there's nothing we can do. And then that person went to bed with a whole head full of ideas of what they were going to do the next day. And they did not get the pleasure of being able to act on it. You do. So now, you know, what are you going to do with that privilege? What are you going to do with that uh, opportunity? That's heavy duty, man. Dang. <laughs> and the, it's and it's true. crazy. It's it is. It is. It's so true, man. And we don't, we don't think about it because we're so caught up in this and that. And, you know, what, what our next door neighbor's doing and what our, you know, whatever. Um, We forget, we lose sight of it. And man, maybe this was a wake-up call. This year was a wake-up call for people to get back in tune with finding the little things, the little wins and the, the, the small pleasures in life and, you know, being able to, um, you know, just think about their the things that matter to them the most. Exactly. Get uh, your priorities back in order. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Get your priorities back. It seemed to it seemed to have happened for a lot of people, and then it seemed to have not. Uh, <laughs> it, it is just crazy, just how how everything turned out this year. And you know, hopefully, we can end this year on a good note. People, you know, unfortunately, we're having a spike in the COVID stuff again. And, you know, some people are going to choose not to visit family and others are just going to go for it, man. Because like you say, you never know if you're going to wake up tomorrow. That's right. Let me go do what I got to do and and be thankful for right now. And of course, everything you do, be smart about what you do. You know, I mean, people are going to visit. I know I'm going to be with my family. You know, we're a small group. We're we're pretty tight knit. Um, But still, I mean. Take precautions. You know what you need to do. You know, keep yourself sanitary. You want to wear wear your mask. Do whatever you have to do. But you know, um, do your best to to enjoy these holidays. You know, uh, rough as it is, as hard as it is, uh, the holiday times that's family time, and uh, we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to our past family members. Like I said, to to take the time and enjoy it, uh, even if it's just like doing what we're doing right now on Zoom. You know, do whatever <laughs> yeah. you have to do to, uh, you know, have a happy, ho- happy holidays. For sure, man. Yeah. Holidays is all about family. It's my the the deepest memories that I have are always around the holidays. What my cousins and uncles and aunts and everybody uh, just running around and enjoying each other's company or getting yelled at for breaking something. We laugh about them now, you know, and yeah. it's funny. You retell the stories over and over and. Those are the best memories, the holiday memories, everybody getting together. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, aunt threatening to throw a chancla from another room at you. (laughs) Golly, man. It never stops, man. God. 
Golly. What, uh, what are some traditional uh, foods that you guys eat? Well, of course, uh, uh, growing up, my grandmother, I mean, she was like, she made like the best tamales ever, you know. Okay. And I wasn't a big tamale fan, but on Christmas time, that's what you ate and, and you looked forward to it. And uh, she made these, <laughs> these freaking awesome Christmas cookies. I'll never forget those. And, of course, we know we have turkey now. And uh, my mother, I forgot where she buys them. but She buys some tamales now. Uh, the tradition and the secret menu, the secret ingredients that my grandmother used, I guess they weren't passed on. So we have to buy the tamales now. But they're, they're really good. And uh, as I've gotten older, I appreciate it even more now. And I, and I enjoy and I look forward to having the tamales. And uh, I believe my brother-in-law is going to attempt to make some this year. So. Uh-oh. We'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, he's usually good at whatever he tries to do. So, uh, you know, I'll give you a tamale update uh, sometime after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool, man. Yeah, man, my aunt, my aunt Rosa, man, she made the best pumpkin pie. Damn near everything she made was awesome. Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving time, man, she started like a few days ahead of time, and she would make uh pecan pies she would make uh apple pies uh the stuffing that she made everything was from scratch too uh you know it was just it was amazing always always amazing and if i close my eyes tight enough i can still taste the pumpkin pie it was so damn good uh she's still around and i don't know if she she makes the pumpkin pies from scratch anymore but man that would be that would be that's one of the things that i'm gonna miss this year is you know swinging by their place and stealing a slice of pie and and just saying hello yeah it's funny when you said when i closed my eyes i thought you're gonna say you could still smell it because I know, oh, when I, close my eyes, I think I, mean, I can smell my grandma's kitchen and and the food cooking and oh man, the sounds like, and the smells. Yes, it's like one of those things that just it's embedded in your brain. Yeah, and that's what you know. One of the wonderful things about the holidays and, and just memories like that. Yeah, that's great. Did your grandma tie the tamales with the with like extra uh, corn husk? Like, because I remember sometimes my grandmother would tie up the big ones uh so they would stay together and uh when you pulled it out you know everybody looked for those because like that one's the one either either it has a lot of masa or it's got a lot of meat <laughs> <laughs> no i don't remember anything like that you know they were just folded you know like the traditional way but i mean it had the perfect we were talking about this the other day with my mother and uh, my sister they had the perfect amount of masa perfect amount of meat each one it was like coming off of a uh, conveyor belt you know in a oh man you know you had one of those tias that put too much in there just like ah, i was getting <laughs> mad telling some story about some lady that cut her off in line at the grocery store <laughs> they just go on and slather that stuff in there maybe that just happened at our house i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's crazy well uh again man i want to thank you so much for you know taking the time to hang out with me today um shane may or may not be back depending on how much meat he was able to harvest out in the woods <laughs> as oh, he that's his, that's his sausage links he's hate he hates that uh so i'm gonna throw that out there if he gets a chance to listen to it he'll just roll his eyes and shake his fist in the air 
but yeah, man, thank you so much for hanging out tonight, Tom. Uh, I want to give you, uh, you know, if you want to um, uh, promote anything you got going on right now, give us a, give us an update on your book, man. How's that coming before I let you go? Uh, you know, I'm still sticking at it. Um, I've been writing some other things. Like, like I don't know if I told you. Well, I did tell you about last time about how I want to get that book that's like a keepsake with different short stories from mm. you know, different experience, like stuff about Christmas. Uh, I want to do one about a, a kind of like written like in the movie, The Christmas Story. Okay. But kind of like I've got my own Christmas story that involves my grandma and other stuff that I had going on. So I kind of like got sidetracked doing different things. Um, but I'm always working on that book. It, sometimes it's only like two pages at a time or you'll get a different idea where I just start writing that idea, you know, and how am I going to fit this in the book? But that, believe me, that's something that uh, there's no way I'm not going to get that done. I mean, that goal has to get accomplished. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. Every time you're going to be on the show, man, I'm going to ask you about it, how it's coming along. Well, one day I'm going to be, uh, believe me, I can't, I look forward to the day I can announce, look, I'm trying to find a publisher. Does anybody out there know a <laughs> Looking well, to help don't, out. don't wait till the last minute, man. Start researching that stuff now, because uh, right. one of one of the directors at work, man, he wrote this. Uh, he wrote a book, um, and it's all about uh, being a first time manager. Um, and it is actually pretty good. Uh, had a lot of resourceful stuff in there. Um, talks about you know learning how to listen to your employees and and things like that and uh you know i asked him about it. i was like man how did you get this done he's like man there was you know i wanted to publish with this with this publishing and this and that he's like but ultimately uh, i just went on amazon and you know self-published he's like it wasn't that bad you know he's got physical copies he's got digital copies he's like you know of course digital copies sell more than the physicals but he's like i had to have this physical copy you know and um you know and, and it sells he says he's it's selling and people just kind of picked it up and he's got a second edition out that he just put out um i want to say early this year like in january february of this year and you know and he's he's actually a, a really good guy too um you know he's, he seems very genuine and he wants to help his employees and he wants to help them you know get to that next level but yeah man just check out redo your research man that way yeah. that way it's not even a thing whenever you're done you got it all all your dominoes lined up and just ready to watch the watch the game happen Exactly, man. I'm looking forward to that day, believe me. Awesome, awesome. I can't wait either. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Tom, thank you so much again. I appreciate it. And hopefully we'll we'll have you even more on the show. The three of us will, you know, start doing some stuff and chalking it up, man. It'll be good times. Sounds awesome, man. Thank you again for the invitation. I always look forward to coming on, and uh, it's always a good time. For sure. All right, cool, man. Good night. At four in the morning when I'm hitting the gym, I need to see something sometimes that may, that reminds me why I'm doing it. Yeah, sticks and stones hurt like shit, but I'll never <laughs> forget what you said. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>